unbeknownst to me, and I've never used that word unbeknownst before. I just like that word unbeknownst. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Like I said, with story time with Steve-O today, I'm just... Christmas time is here. Welcome to Happy Life Studios. That's exactly what we want to bring. That's right. Time to celebrate, y'all. Happy Life Studios. It's Christmas. Your official podcast of the holidays. Well, it's Christmas time. Official, as far as we see it anyway. (laughs) Remember, we're here to make your holidays happier. What's up, Happy Lifer? I just had a moment, so I thought I'd come and share it with you. This podcast will probably be a little bit more <laughs> mellow than most, because to be honest with you, I'm still having the moment, sitting here in my office, it's a few days before Christmas, and all I have are my green LED lights, my Happy Life green which is also Christmas green, LED lights on. And my son is downstairs. The one that came home from college is downstairs, and he's put working on a puzzle. My wife had just made a bunch of Christmas cookies, and, and we're waiting for my son and his wife to show up. And so I'm still feeling the moment. But it started, I was in the car, and I was on my way to pick up a, a few last-second gifts for Christmas, a couple of... Uh, gift cards to just as a kind of an addendum to the Christmas presents already and this song came on I pray you'll be alright and watch us where we Maybe it's the fact that that's one of my favorite songs, period, let alone Christmas songs. Uh, Maybe it's the fact that every time I listen to it, it just really hits me. I just really feel it. Maybe it's the fact that we've been in a pandemic for the last year and a half, two years. Maybe it's the fact that my son, other son, isn't going to be here with us tonight. He's, He's out in the Midwest, I had just driven him out there and he's following his dream, going towards the next area of his life. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's the fact that I that I miss him. But I just that song came on and I just I just felt I just felt the pain. I feel the pain of I don't know. I I, I thought about you guys and I don't know if if you're going through a difficult time, but I imagine many of us are. You don't go through a pandemic like this for as long as this. And then all the p- political unrest involving this whole topic and all the stuff that's going on. And then the, uh, in America, you know, our the economy isn't doing as well as it has in the past. And, and I don't know, I just, when that song came on talking about people's pain and...
singing this prayer out that God would would help us to to be safe. You know, I had a small moment like this yesterday when it was a song that said, from now on our troubles will be out of sight. And then the second verse, it said, from now on, something about also our troubles being gone. I thought, man, I should do a podcast on that. And I guess I kind of am now, but I don't know. I just, I feel this like this sadness or this, I feel the the weight of people. And I'm a feeler anyway. Um, I feel like it's a gift. I feel like it, it, it helps me do what I do. When I communicate to crowds, I, I feel usually what they're going through, whether it's anger or sadness or, or whatever, I can feel it. And then I respond to that. And I, and I pattern my talk to the environment that I'm feeling and, and to help people. And uh, I just felt like that song came on and I just wondered how many people out there right now are just really hurting, feeling what I'm feeling, melancholy or the weight of it all or just, I don't know. And I thought, you know, I wonder how many happy lifers are feeling this way because just because we're happy lifers doesn't mean we never feel sadness. It's kind of the opposite, honestly. It's, it's despite the sadness, we make choices and we choose to make the choices to help make us and get us back on the happy path. And I thought, man, I, I just wish I could help. I should talk about this. And then it dawned on me, I like, I can help. Uh, maybe it's the fact that I'm feeling this way because it's the same reason why you didn't get a, a podcast on Monday this week, because I spent the last half of last week just helping people. They needed help. And so, and I, I don't have really a lot of money to give them, but I have time that I can give. And so everything else went on hold and I just spent all day helping these different people in the ways that I could help them. So I'm helping drive them where they need to go. I'm helping them uh, fix different things that they have. I'm helping them listening to their stories and I'm just, just feeling the weight of it all. And I guess it just finally caught up to me tonight when I heard that song, The Prayer. I thought I can do something. I can help. And I'm not sure if I had, you know, I was going to say if I had money, I could give everyone money, but I'm not so sure that that's the answer. I mean, a lot of people that have money and a lot of people that have a lot of money, <laughs> they're, they're not happy. Money doesn't make you happy. If it did, rich people would all be happy. And I'm not saying that all rich people aren't. There probably are people that are rich that are happy, but there's a lot of people that are rich that, <laughs> that are not happy. Money doesn't make you happy. And I think, you know what? That's why Happy Life Studios even was invented about nine, ten years ago, honestly, right around the same time that the UN came out with a national, they wanted to have a national day of happiness. And that was right around the same time, unbeknownst to me, that they were linked at the same time in history. And I've never used that word unbeknownst before. I just like that word, unbeknownst. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Like I said, it's story time with Steve-O today. I'm just, I'm still in the moment. But, I, you know, I just felt like International Day of Happiness was, you know, happy is everywhere we look right now. There's just a lot of people that are looking for it, that are wanting it, that are grasping for it, that just need it. And I just felt their pain tonight. And I started going places in my head, like maybe it's a, a single mom 
trying to raise their kids, trying to find enough money to buy presents, let alone pay their bills, right? Maybe it's somebody that is missing their kid for the holidays, you know, or missing a relative or loved one, maybe missing a, a parent that passed away or I don't know, all the people out there that have lost someone to COVID and and now it's Christmas time and I don't know, I just started going all these different places. I don't think that's necessarily bad. It's not it's not bad to feel sad. It's not. It's an emotion that's there for a reason. It doesn't need to overwhelm us, it doesn't need to overcome us. It doesn't need to be the boss of our brain, the mayor of our mind. But it's there for a reason. And it, you know, the darkness is what makes the light shine. If you drive around looking at Christmas lights, which I love taking the long way just so I can find, I know there's a few houses around me that have the lights on. I'll take the long way just so I can go by their house <laughs> and I can, I can see the lights. But, you know, when you drive, drive through by their house in the daytime, the lights are still there, but they don't do anything for you. Well, you'd say, well, that's because they're not on. Well, even if they were on, they wouldn't do much for you. What makes those lights pop? It's the darkness. It's when nighttime comes. It's when dark comes. And sadness is what makes happiness pop. It's, it's what makes happy shine. And I've been wanting to put out a podcast for you guys. And so I was sitting there thinking, man, maybe I should talk about how I'm feeling to two happy lifers. Maybe it would help some of you guys. What would I talk about? And all of a sudden dawned on me, the very thing that I've been wanting to talk about that was supposed to come out on Monday this week actually fits in perfectly. Only now because of the moment that I'm in, it's going to have a little bit of a different flavor to it. I was watching the movie, The Family Stone, and there was one scene where everything bad had just happened. You know, honestly, their their moment was a lot like the, what I'm feeling right now in this moment. And all of a sudden, it just stood out to me. I was saying these words. This song has been around for th- over 300 years. thought about that repeat the sounding joy repeat the sounding joy one of my favorite parts of Christmas season is the Charlie Brown Christmas and when my son and his wife come over tonight we're going to watch Charlie Brown Christmas and I think about Charlie Brown his movies just make the holidays pop like darkness makes the light pop like sadness makes a happy pop. In a lot of ways, that's what Charlie Brown Christmas is like. It's it's a story about a kid by the name of Charlie Brown. How old is Charlie Brown anyway? Sometimes I swear he's an adult. Sometimes he's supposed to be a kid, right? They're all kids, right? I wonder what his age is. But he does everything wrong, at least according to everybody else. And in the scene where he he just felt sorry for this Christmas tree, and so his heart his heart of compassion decided to pick this little Christmas tree that no one else would pick on the Christmas lot. This little green one here seems to need a home. I don't know, Charlie Brown. Remember what Lucy said? This doesn't seem to fit the modern spirit. I don't care. We'll decorate it and it'll be just right for our play. Besides, I think it needs me. And everyone started laughing at him when he showed them that. Boy, are you stupid, Charlie Brown. What kind of a tree is that? You are supposed to get a good tree. Can't you even tell a good tree from a poor tree? I told you he'd goof it up. 
He's not the kind you can depend on to do anything right. You're hopeless, Charlie Brown. Completely hopeless. Rats! You've been dumb before, Charlie Brown, but this time you really did it. <laughs> what a treat! He just felt sorry for this little Christmas tree, and honestly, Charlie Brown is that Christmas tree. I mean, Charlie Brown does a lot of things wrong. In fact, he does everything wrong. Every time he goes to kick the football. You must think I'm stupid. Oh, come on, Charlie Brown. No. You just want me to come running up to kick that ball so you can pull it away and see me land flat on my back and kill myself. This time you can trust me. Lucy pulls it away and he goes flying through the air. <laughs> that sound that they make, you know. <laughs> so the whole movie is about Charlie Brown blowing it, failing, and yet we like it. I mean, is that is that good? Does that, does that say I'm a bad person? That I like, I, I feel warm over someone else's failures? <laughs> well, the movie Charlie Brown is so much more than just that. But honestly, it's a movie about a kid by the name of Charlie Brown that is just trying to help people and trying to fit in, and yet everybody teases him and makes fun of him. Yet, it brings so much warmth to us. Maybe it's because we, in some small way or some big way, but maybe every one of us just kind of tends to relate to Charlie Brown. But I was watching that a couple weeks ago, and I I felt like God just put this thought in my head and said, you're my favorite movie, Steve. I mean, because I feel like Charlie Brown a lot. I feel like I blow it a lot. I get people that laugh at me, too. I don't fit in with the, the big and the all that other stuff. I don't fit in with all the people and kind of in my line of work that I don't know. I always thought my life was going to go. I was always told it was going to kind of go in another direction and it turned it into out, ended up more like Charlie Brown. (laughs) But I felt like this thought came in my head. I felt like God was just trying to show me that Steve, you're like my Charlie Brown movie and you look at yourself and you see failure, but I see you picking that tree, picking the tree that no one else would pick. And And I just want you to know that what you see as failure, I see as comforting. I feel that that's how he feels about you too. Those of you that are listening, you might see your failures and people might always pull the football away from you right when you're getting ready to kick it, right when you're ready to kick it through the field goal, right when you're ready to knock something out of the park, you know, they pull that that ball away and you end up failing in front of everybody and everybody laughs. But your life is this movie that God loves to watch repeat the sounding joy repeat the sounding joy if you think about it at that time and point that was not a good time we look at christmas as being warm and comforting and all this type stuff and all the magic of it and we love the the story of the baby jesus everybody loves a baby jesus right Ricky Bobby and Talladega Knight said that. We all love that that story of God coming to earth as a as a human and just being so fragile and vulnerable and yet so powerful and came to to save the world. Kind of like that song, the prayer when we're singing, there were you know it's a song to God saying, God, please help us in our pain. That's the story of the baby Jesus showing up as God in this little form of this of a baby, and he grows up and and lives and then and then dies so he could show us how to live and then die so that we could be free from all that garbage and sin and junk and failure and all that stuff. But it wasn't that warm. I mean, Joseph, he's gotten Mary and she's pregnant with the son of God and he can't afford a camel. 
He's got to put her on a donkey. And he's got to be angry at the government going, why do I have to go to my hometown of Nazareth? It's probably one or two weeks journey. I've got to go all the way from Nazareth to Bethlehem because government told me that they have to have a census because they want more money or they want more taxes or they want more whatever. He just had to have been so angry. And then over all that rocky terrain and cold at night and they're sleeping outside, they finally get to Bethlehem. <laughs> And he can't find a room for her because he got there too late. Everyone already booked all the rooms. There's all this noise and hubbub and going on around and everyone's got places to stay in. There must be all this excitement. Yet he's, he, has to, he has to place this baby Jesus in a manger, in a feeding trough for cattle. Man, I would feel like a failure. And I'd be so mad that I had to go, right, and I put my pregnant wife on this donkey <laughs> Because the government said I had to. Oh, man, I would be mad. And then who's there to watch the baby? Who's there to help with the baby? There's no midwife there. There's no hospital. There's no, it's just him and his wife, and she's in pain, and he's trying to help her, and he's thinking, God, you you said that you're going to come to earth through my wife, through, through Mary, and this is the best that you can do? You can't even get me a room somewhere? I mean, you're God of the universe. You can't get us a room somewhere? I mean, that was not the warmest of times. And yet when we look back on it now, it is. It's just like the Charlie Brown movie. (laughs) I mean, the time was scary. The shepherds are out in the fields and these angels showed up and a multitude of angels show up and say, fear not. Well, then don't show up like an angel. and Maybe I won't fear, but here they are out in the middle of nowhere watching their bunch of their sheep and everything is peaceful, probably looking at the stars or whatever, or sleeping or whatever. And all of a sudden this being shows up. This And these angels are not like little Cupid things with little tiny wings and a little tiny bow and arrow. I mean, angels were warriors, man. They're, they're heavenly warriors. I mean, just do a study on angels. They were magnificent creatures. And all of a sudden they show up. And it's dark and this lighted being shows up and says, do not be afraid. <laughs> But he showed up in a very scary situation. He was scary. And all of a sudden he shows up and he wants to trade that fear for happy. Because when the angel says, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people. The angel was a messenger from God. And he shows up and says, I know this is a scary place, but check this out. Behold, break that into two words, be and hold, be in the moment, be present, be and hold, hold this truth, be in the moment and then hold this truth. I'm bringing you good news of great joy. And I think that's awesome. I'm bringing you good news of great joy. And I think I think that's awesome. Behold, be in the presence, surround this truth. Look at this. Behold means to more than just look at, but to really stare and study this thing, to be who you are, be in the moment and hold on to this. What's the hold of a ship or the hold of a plane? It's the belly of that vehicle that holds all the precious cargo. And he's saying, put this deep in your gut, put this deep inside you. I am here to bring you good news of great joy, exceeding joy. It says that the shepherds were sore afraid. That's like a panic. It was like exceeding panic. And this angel, this messenger from God shows up and says, hey, don't have exceeding panic. I want to give you exceeding joy instead. And that's what the Christmas story is about. It's what the Charlie Brown movies are about. 
but it's also how God feels about us. He wants to help. He's not here to make us feel worse or to beat us down. He's here to help us just like the song, The Prayer. Someone to pray to and hope, saying, just help those who are hurting. And that's what I wanted to do tonight. I want to share my moment with you. And I hope that helps you for Christmas. Especially those of you that are hurting right now. Maybe you're sore afraid. Maybe you're in pain and afraid. You're sore and afraid. You're, you're, maybe your panic is, is great. Your anxiety, or maybe you're just melancholy. Maybe you're just missing somebody. Maybe you don't have enough money. Maybe you don't know how you're going to pay your bills. Maybe you're lonely. Maybe, I mean, there's so many ways to be in a negative place, to be in a sad spot, to be in a difficult place. But my prayer for you is that you'll be all right. I pray you'll be all right. That your extreme, your sore afraid, your extreme panic, your extreme fear, your extreme anger, you will trade it in for the extreme joy, the exceeding joy in times when we don't know repeat the sounding joy repeat the sounding joy it's not just joy it's sounding joy that phrase basically means to tell other people about it to share the joy with them whether that's sharing a video, sharing this podcast, speaking it out loud to people, finding a way to text them, finding a way to buy a gift card yourself and go out and give it to somebody. There's so many ways to share, but the sounding joy means to make it out loud. You don't just keep it inside. It's something that people need to hear that you're joyful. They need to hear that things are going to be okay because when I hear that it's going to be okay with you, it encourages me and feeds me and I realize that it's going to be okay with me. It needs to be not just be joy, but the sounding joy is what it needs to be. And then it needs to be repeated. You think he's trying to make a point here in the song? Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. (laughs) So let your joy, whatever, how much of it is that you have, even if it's just an inch of joy, repeat it, sound it off, let people know, somehow let them know with social media, it's so easy these days, let them know, sound it out, and then repeat it. Make someone happy, make just one someone happy. I pray that your worry, fear, hurt, pain, whatever negative it is, would be replaced with joy. And not just joy, but exceeding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. I hope that helped. Thanks for being in this moment with me. Have a Merry Christmas. You deserve it. Steve Ace.